Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We had some good NL East action. The machine Albert puts a stamp on one. So much good baseball. It's players only, people. It's players only. Hello and welcome back to Talking Baseball. Coming off a hot Friday. I was out. A little bachelor party in the hills. Had a good time. It comes out after you lads record. Fernando Tatis Jr. PED suspension. What is you doing, baby? But the boys hop back on the mic. They covered that for you because it's just different. It's Jeff's different, and one of those guys who is built entirely differently, Trevor Plouffe, getting nasty from Calabasas. How you doing, big dog? You know, I'm one of the only guys that can tr- transition from front office only to players only. Yeah. I am Diffie, and yes, I'm still mad at fucking Fernando Tatis Jr. for making me record an episode on a Friday night. I got shit to do. You know how, like, kind of popular around here. Yeah. People pull me all different places. I, you know, I have my time of work, and Fernando's bringing me back. Although, in saying that, boy, did I love doing that episode. Impromptu, like, raw thoughts on an ep, that's what the people pay for, man. Like, I thought Jimmy and I um, hopping on there, I thought we did a good job. Because that was an hour after the news broke, dude. That was straight up. Seriously, that was like raw thoughts. And I had a, more time to process it. And we've had more stuff come out about it. But yeah, man, we missed you on the app because I think you would have crushed it too. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. I, I know you did a little bit on Wake and Jake this morning, but I haven't been able to catch that yet. Um, just one of the many things that happened this weekend. It's a, a big weekend for baseball. Yeah, I was, uh, I was happy for you boys little jealous. I mean, I was I was a little under the influence, but I sent like, hey, I'll hop on if you need it. And then the next text was, We're, we already recorded. And I was like, you know, that's probably for the best. Um, I, uh, I was enjoying some nice libations and other natural stuff from the mountains. But um, yeah, man, I Trev, kind of like you just depicted, and I, I liked hearing, hearing you say it too, kind of the live processing because, you know, a lot of baseball this weekend, a lot of everything. And then the reason we like hopping in front of the mics when something hot like that happens, and that's why I wanted you boys to roll, it's just different. You just can't replicate that moment and everything that you're feeling raw. And I mean, now, you know, we've got quotes coming out from teammates in the front office that aren't, you know, not, we got our guys back. Like, they are of a very different note. They feel spurned uh, by Nando. So, yeah, when when I was going through it on Wake and Jake this morning, I... I was uncovering some layers that I hadn't fully hadn't fully thought out but also talked myself through and man that's um I mean end of the day at I think it's bad for baseball like you know that episode got a ton of views and and this you know it, it's the old you know it's PR bad PR and we did that for the lockout and then it was kind of like well I think that actually kind of was good PR because we missed a week, but everyone was talking about a lot of baseball. So it, in that sense, it worked. When we're talking about a generational all-time talent and a team that just traded for another generational all-time talent, it's uh just stinks, man. It's it's not 
what we should be talking about. We should be talking about how scary the Padres are and as they start to build a legacy down there. And now it's just like you. Well, I think we will end up talking about that because I think this team still is really good. And like many of the players said when they had to answer questions on behalf of Fernando, another thing, Fernando, thanks for that. They said he hasn't been here all year. Yeah. So we're in the position we're in without him. And yeah, guess what? We got Juan Soto, Josh Bell, and Josh Hader, and Brandon Drury. Like Blake Snell said, we got everyone. Yeah. So that's kind of the vibe they took. And I, I think it's good. Let's just, I want to get your thoughts a little bit more on this, and then we'll get into the baseball. When I, when J- James and I talked, I said, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to play out, but I said, I do know one thing for sure is like he's moving down the pecking order of people who can say shit in that clubhouse. Because mm. in each clubhouse, there's a handful of guys that can stand in front of the room and can say shit and people listen. Um, that's not every guy can do that and really command the room. Like you have to earn that. Right. You, know, you have to play for some time. You got to put some dirt on your spikes. You got to be good. Um, you got to be respected more so than anything. He doesn't have that ability anymore. The only thing he can do with that room is apologize. And then after that, he got to earn that back, dude, because you heard the guys talking about him. Clevenger had, uh, you know, he was basically, we've been disappointed twice by this guy. Yeah. So that's heavy. It's tough. That's heavy, man. Disappointment. That's, you know, that's everyone's. You talk about your parents and your, you know, the the old phrase, "I'm not, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed." Like that's, you know, that that's the phrase that everyone <laughs> like doesn't want to hear. And yeah, I mean, to go from riding bikes or ATVs or whatever to get hurt that way, and then to follow that up with a PED suspension, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm truly interested to see what it does to the Padres. Like you're right, it could they could snell and galvanize and be like, all right. Hey, this is twice that we've been out uh, on our journey expecting for the reinforcement to come, and it's not coming. That's screw it. Like, we, we still have... You guys know early on this year, I love that rotation. Snell is starting to go again. Darvish is nasty. Musgrove is nasty. And they revamped that whole lineup, including one of the best young players to hit in this game ever. That it just sucks because the other part of the storyline was supposed to be Tatis coming back. Like, Tatis and Soto joining forces? Literally, like, East Coast, Left Coast, righty, lefty, like, young swag in such different ways. And and now it's not. Now it's like, if the Padres go out and do something this year, it's in spite of Fernando Tatis Jr., which is just like, that's that's not the Padres' tone? Slam Diego? Like, no. Where did, where did you hear about it? Like, how did you get the news? Was it John texting you? Um, I think, yeah, either in our group chat or just getting getting notification via Twitter just like anyone else. I was in the car, and, like, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And, you know, and then my kids are there, and Teddy's like, what happened? I'm like, oh, I'll talk about it later, man. Like, yeah. stop you in your tracks type of moment, which is, you know, there's – I'm not saying we get PED pops all the time, but you know, if they do come, you're just like, ah, that's what an right. idiot. But then this is a different type of notification because we're, we're seeing this guy rehab and we're saying, here he comes. And 
the fact that he was rehabbing, knowing that this was most likely going to come out, like just a weird, when you think back on it, just a weird time, man. And that's, uh, hey, I, you know, I, I normally like to land on an optimistic note. Um, and like you said, like, all right, Nando, you kind of screwed the pooch, man. Um, so what's next? And that's his call. You know, he's, he's still a kid. I, I hope in six years we look back and he's balled out and he's, you know, threw an MVP on the mantle and, you know, maybe a World Series ring or something like that, and he can do an interview six years from now, be 29 years old, and be like, yeah, I was pretty young and dumb. But, you know, that's life a little bit. So I, I'm, I'm going to root for a comeback story to get back to the top of the mountain, but he is going to have to earn, you know, going from the swaggy 300-plus million-dollar guy, MLB the show, to now you're right. Like, he's got he's to earn some, earn some skin with his teammates. The difference is with something like this is I'm not sure you can ever really – people don't ever really forgive this type of situation. Like the motorcycle thing, yes, chalk it up to being dumb, young and dumb. You can relate to that, Jake. Yeah. The PED thing is different, man. Yeah, it's true. Like, this follows you, and in San Diego, they might forgive him there. His teammates have no freaking choice. Like you're in it and like you just got to have the guys back, even sometimes if you don't want to. But around baseball in other cities, it's he's going to hear it, man. And I and a lot of people talk to me about, oh, what's your relationship with Braun? Because, you know, I was kind of thrashing Fernando. And they, what's what, you know, what about your boy Bronny? And I'm, I said it. It took us a while to repair our relationship, and he still got it. To the day he retired on the road, man. Yeah. To the day he retired on the road. He was dealing with people just coming at him with that. And you know what? Rightfully so. So that's something that Tatis going to have to deal with, man, for the rest of his career. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where, you know, we talk about being young and dumb. You can, if you can fully swallow that at some point, and and I think that's where Joe's McFly, our dude, you know, a proud proud Dominican daddy, um, you know, Tatis, it, he's from the same hometown and stuff, and like he's he's just like people are bummed, and he didn't have to do this, and now um, you know this this guy was supposed to get the keys to baseball pretty much. Like I, I always compared him to Griffey, uh, and now yeah, there's there's a a gray cloud hanging over him that you hope. You hope he can, at some point, kind of swallow that lump in his throat. Don't be proud about it. You screwed up. Go be better. Go take every piss test from here on out and and come back the right way and be the ball player you can be. Because, yeah, I mean, how, how far have we come from, you know, 2021 home run leader Fernando Tatis, 130 games, he still led the league in homers, 22 years old. Like, it's there's going to be a day he comes back to the field in 2023 and we're like, damn, we haven't seen this kid in a year and a half? Like, I don't know. I, 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 hope, I hope when we're doing talking baseball in, you know, 20, 2028, we can laugh at this, Trev. I ain't laughing at shit. I know you aren't. I know you aren't. Hey, let me ask you this. Okay. Could, 
because I'm I should know this. I should know this. Sure. But like, what's where can this guy play baseball? Oh, so we talked about that a little bit with Joe's. So another thing that's just a a dumb bummer is that we're pretty sure he can't play in the World Baseball Classic. Um, yeah, ineligible for that. Is that is he? Did they say that? Because I I read a couple articles and when it, Joe's mentioned it, the said it in passing I, it wasn't the point of articles i but. think the point was it's an mlb sanctioned event so if he's mm. ineligible he's ineligible um is he gonna play winter ball he probably can i mean you know cano showed up there um and was playing so yeah i mean i, I think he's gonna get reps somewhere and then spring training i don't know i don't know All right, let's move on. I'm sick of I'm, You know what, Tatis, I never thought I'd say this. I'm sick of you, bro. Yeah, how about that? How quick that media... Sick of you. <laughs> how quick the media will change on you. Hey, let's talk some of the games. And hey, we got that out of our system because there's some good stuff out there. I mean, don't get me started on Albert Pujols mm. today. And Vintage. The other oh, God. Like your shirt. Yeah, shirt's been through a lot. I thought you were a soccer soccer kit guy. So not it's, soccer. I call it football, but whatever. Okay. Well, Trev, the other thing you call me is a true classic. Um, and the other funny thing about that is true classic. New sponsor, people. True classic. They are now with us. And some of these lines in their read look like they're tailored for me because their clothes may actually be tailored for me. Um, you know, a lot of men's T-shirts, Trev. And again, I don't even know if I can talk to you right now. They're designed for the skinny models with six-packs. That's not my game. That's not my game. A lot of bulk. No, it's not your game. It's a lot of bulk, a lot of chest, shoulders, and that's where it feels, that's where it squeezes tight. That's where I wear this soccer kit, and you're like, oh, I like that. But it gets a little snug in my midsection. You know, I mentioned long weekend, a couple beers. Mm. I think there was pizza at one point. Mm. That with true classic... They get a little looser in that area to accent your strengths. And isn't that kind of what life's about? You know, if you're, if you're a good defensive third baseman, we're going to put you there, not behind the dish. And that's what True Classic is doing with their clothes. They've got all the way up to triple XL on all their staple colors. Let's stop the beer belly shaming with the other clothes. This is some good dad bod stuff. And you can update, upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic 25% off at trueclassic.com with code BASEBALL. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. Um, yeah, they sent you some, Trev. They haven't sent me some yet, but I'm... Um, I think I'm their exact target demo, so I'm going to be getting involved in that soon. I see their ads on TikTok, Instagram. A lot of guys that look just like me. They, uh, yeah, I I tried it on. I've worn it a few different times. Uh, It's really meant for guys that are built like Chris Rose. Maybe yourself a little bit. When I put it on, my biceps were bulging, bro. I look like I might as well be an Instagram model. Kind of are. To some degree, I, I think maybe you could say. <laughs> kind of are. Um, hey, let's rip some National League because, man, Trev, 
The East, mm. the East did their thing, and Albert. Let's do it. Let's do it. Are you leading off? I'm leading off, kid. I'm getting hey, it. Don't be afraid to ambush okay. that first pitch. Okay. Don't be scared. In the National League, let's start out with a couple teams fighting for the division. We're starting in the Midwest, the NL Central. The Brewers and the Cardinals, they teed off for three games, and that's important because they'd only played four game sets, and they were splitting, and they split the first two games. Brewers take game two in extras, so that deciding day, ho, ho, ho. I'm no machine, I just Albert. A two home run day for Albert Pujols. Are you kidding me? Dylan Carlson had the big go-ahead homer in the eighth. Albert is pimping home runs. Good vibes in St. Louis. By the way, Jordan Montgomery had a good start. He's been a nice little ad from formerly my Yanks. Wayno goes nine innings and that's obvious. Some fun baseball in St. Louis, and they take the advantage in the season series and win the series two games to three. The Atlanta Braves sweep four against the Fish, and man, it's where this franchise is currently different. They swept the four-game set without throwing Freed, without throwing Morton, without throwing Wright, without throwing Strider, and they sweep all four. Your guy Odo. Got it in the first game. Mueller, who's been solid for them. He has a nice start. Bryce Elder, Ion Anderson. They keep calling kids up, and they keep performing, Trev. Grisham? Are you kidding me? Hot. Watching his homer on the iPad afterwards. Really unbelievable. That Braves depth as they take all four from the fish. The New York Metropolitans are the team that the Braves are chasing and they only gained a little bit of ground because the Mets took two out of three from the Phillies. Phillies have been trying to sneak up, and they win the first game in extra Suarez versus Scherzer. That's like the old John Boy Bowl. Followed up by DeGrom Nola, a 1-0 game. I mean, boogity, boogity, boogity. Mets take the final one. Bassett. Shuts them out while the Mets chip away on offense. That team is so fun to watch. Alonzo hustling. Lindor breaks the Mets shortstop record for RBI in a season. It's August 15th. I love it. Mets, they take two out of three. Those Padres we just talked about a lot. They were playing the Nationals, and they take Two games out of three. Tatis was the story of the weekend. Again, teammates not necessarily having his back, uh, and maybe they shouldn't. But the Padres, they get a couple wins. The bread games, game one, and the final game. Snell, Trev's IG, Snell starting to go a little bit. Six, shutty. The Giants sweep, does it matter? I don't know. They sweep the Pirates. They get back to 500. You know Gabe Kapler's got the high T going. And you know my guy, the new special T, Tyrone, with the walk-off homer? I don't know about all that. But, hey, Giants, keep sweeping series, and we'll find a way to talk about you a little more. Cubs and Reds, they played tree. Cubs took two out of three. Uh, they played the Field of Dreams game, so that was fun. We all had a good time with that. 
Busted out some of the old timers. Ian Happ is mic'd up. Absolute stud. Cubs win two out of the three games. And your final series. Feels like these teams play every week. Jake's rocks versus Jake's D-backs. <laughs> it just feels like they play a lot. D-backs take two out of three because they're built entirely different. They take the final two games. Good clip of Winton Bernard getting the called up. Senzatella Davies. Zach Gallen with seven shutty. Alec Thomas with a leaping catch by the wall to end the game. That was actually pretty cool. And then Christian Skywalker. Have a year, kid. D-backs take two out of three. And that's what happened in the National League. You are an absolute animal. How about that timing, Jake? Yeah. It's just a little different. He's heard that before. You've heard that before. <laughs> How are you so quick? Um, Trev, in the National League, the Mets have a five-and-a-half game on Atlanta, who's on a six-game winner, the Braves. They are five-and-a-half back. The Phillies are 11-and-a-half back of the Mets after their two-game loser. Fish, dead. Nats, super dead. The Cardinals now have a game-and-a-half lead on Milwaukee in the Central. And then, <laughs> out West, you didn't even hear about these guys yet. The Dodgers are 79-34. and 34. The Padres are 16 games back of them. The Giants are at 500, and they, in the wild card race, you know, there's I've been, I've been drawing this parallel. San Francisco and Boston are the only kind of tweener teams right now if they're going to be a part of this season. We'll get to Boston later and maybe San Fran. But right now the wild card would be Atlanta, San Diego, and the Phillies with Milwaukee on the outside looking in, Trevor. Um what uh? What got you the most jazzed up there? What do you, What do you need to talk about? For the Bra- I love the Braves, but I want to talk about how seven and three in the last ten Braves and Phillies pretty good. Let's make up some games on the Mets. No, the Mets are eight and two in the last ten, twenty two and eight in their last thirty. This team is. Do we talk about them enough in the juggernaut fashion? Mm. I think we have a little bit. But most of the time, where it's like Dodgers, Astros, we gave the Yankees that that title for a while, which was silly. And I told you guys, dark days were coming. Sure did. The Mets are a juggernaut. They're a fucking juggernaut, man. Trev, they we had kind of a governor on talking about the Mets because Degrom hadn't come back, and so it was like, let's wait till that bad man is back. And then it's also the Mets who, who have a little bit of a history and the Braves were in hunt mode and think about the nice stuff we're about to say about the Braves in a little bit. The Mets are a juggernaut, man. They are a powerhouse. They are part of this season. I know the Yankees are going through an August swoon and they should get out of it. Like, Yankee fans aren't going too nuts. Well, some aren't. Yeah, they aren't? Yeah, okay, I take that back. Uh... But, you know, if you had to pick one of the New York teams right now, I mean, one has Scherzer and DeGrom, and the vibes have been kind of the same all year, where, again, and I don't want to turn this into a Yankees thing, but I think the Yankees are 23-27 and in their last 50 games. 
It ain't good. So, yeah, I mean, the, the Mets deserve as much love as you can possibly get. Their deadline guys are contributing. Buck has been as solid as they come. And now in any given series, you have Scherzer and DeGrom going. Never mind Bassett, who's also awesome, but just <laughs> unfortunately not in those guys' world because nobody's really in those guys' world. That's the problem. Nobody is. And, you know, DeGrom hasn't even really been fully unleashed yet, if you will. I mean, this one, he goes six shutty with 10 Ks. <laughs> like, eventually, there's going to be a time where I don't know when it's going to be. I guess more towards the end of September, where Buck just kind of lets this guy do his thing. And that's scary. It's, it's scary for, it's scary for whoever he's pitching against because. So there are some guys that are like stoppers that are aces. Like, I, I don't know if there's a word that is above that, but that's, that's Jacob DeGrom. And oh yeah, you got two of them on this team and the rotation. And like the rotation is very much solid behind them, but we speak of Scherzer and DeGrom because well, go look at their body of work. I talked with uh, Chris Rosie this morning about Tatis and how like we kind of, for a lot of the young guys, we will place them among the greats if they get up to a, a nice start of their career. But these are the guys that we should be talking about more. The veterans that have been doing it for as long as these guys have. And I know DeGrom's, you know, had some injuries, you know, I get that. But when he's on the field, the track record is there that he is on another world. And right now, they're, he looks better than ever. He really does. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I mean, Jerry Blevins, who's Jerry Blevins isn't a tweet for clicks kind of guy. Like he, but he, he was fairly adamant that he's like, Jacob DeGrom is the best player in baseball. Like uh, what he can do compared to his contemporaries at the position is heads and shoulders above everyone else. I kind of got lost the other day. I forget if it was Wake and Jake or not, but I, you know, if, if, if health isn't a thing and you needed one starting pitcher to pitch for your life in their prime, like Jacob deGrom might be the guy. Like, uh, it's a weird Pedro conversation. Martinez, Pedro Martinez. Pedro's is there. pretty good. <laughs> Pedro's pretty good. 99 Pedro. Like, that's up there, but... The, the fact that Jacob deGrom, and I know it's been a quick rise and then there's injuries recently, but how good he truly is. You're right, Trev. We, we had blinders on for a while to not fully put the chips in for this Mets team, and it's all there. It's all there. And, you know, <clears throat> on the other side of this series, if you're the Phillies, you honestly kind of have to feel decent about what happened. I mean, you went up against the guys, okay? And you win the first one in extras, okay? Like Suarez matches Scherzer. You get that one in extras. And the next game, Nola matches DeGrom, yeah. and it's a Pete Alonzo. Well, it was like the first inning base hit, right? Uh, yes. RBI single in the, the first. first. So you lose that one one nothing. Diaz comes out and slams the fucking door. We haven't even talked about him yet. You know, having a, an elite closer at the top of this game is going to obviously uh, benefit the Mets greatly. Uh, but then, yeah, you know, Bassett up against Wheeler. Wheeler has one a, a shoddy start that's like an anomaly for him. You know, he's going to be better than that. So, like, this is what we've been talking about with the Phillies. Like, you, you you got guys that can match up with pretty much anyone. You just did it. I know you lost two out of three, but you just matched up. You know, pitch for pitch with these guys, with the exception of Wheeler. You know, like. 
that's why playoff baseball is amazing because we, we we might see this again and that it could go the same way and you know a dink hit there you know an air here and, and and everything changes so if you're on philly i don't feel too bad about this series yeah i mean you say a dink hit which you know that that can happen in any baseball game or uh bryce harper like two run home run because that and schwarber that that can happen so yeah, I mean Schwab. So you're you're right. If you if you're the Phillies, this it shouldn't hurt you. I mean, I I you know it obviously doesn't feel great. Um, I didn't realize how good Sir Anthony Dominguez had been for them recently. Um, like they they have options out of the bullpen. They have those high end <laughs> starting pitchers. Um, the NL playoffs is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah, are we hitting the passing button or not? Passing for what? Hit the passing button. Passing. Chris Woodward of my Texas Rangers. Yeah. Fired. Can you believe it? Why? What's the point? (laughs) What are they doing now? I mean, Chris Woodward, I don't know. I don't know. I think I was surprised. I think I was surprised he was still there to start the season. I know I know that's not the nicest thing I've ever said, but um yeah, I, I don't know. I I got to read more into this, but like yeah, it's just why I guess why now is yeah. my thing. They're 51 and 63. They just signed half a billion dollars worth of contracts in the offseason. Who are they going to bring in to do this? And I'm, what's the difference maker like? I guess that's where, you know, maybe we'll get Woodward on uh, for the next episode. But for me, it's this wasn't supposed to be the year for Texas. So if you know that kind of going into a season, does that mean he was a sitting duck anyways? As they, Probably. As they try to line up their next five years of this team, it seems like they already had the realization that Woodward wasn't going to be their guy unless he pulled some magic this year. So I, I don't know how you label that. Do you label that a tough draw? Do you label it something else? But Oh, my God. Are we bringing Ron Washington back? I hope he says, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, thanks. This happens to these managers that get put in these situations. It, it wouldn't surprise me if David Ross in a couple of years either just hangs him up or they go a different route with him. Like when you're in these rebuilds, it's fucking tough. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Also, I know Chris Woodward has had his moments um, there. You know, everyone remembers the Tatis situation. There's been some things, but like, it's tough to manage a team that fucking loses all the time, dude. The only one that's that's changing the narrative right now, which I'm actually really excited about, is Brandon Hyde. Yeah, he went through shit. Yeah, and now they're winning, and now it's like, oh, is it, this is our guy? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the other side that, you know, Brandon Hyde is going to get probably AL manager of the year. He's getting a ton of credit that if if Chris Woodward had found a way to do that with the Texas Rangers, we would be giving him that same love. So, um, Chris Woodward, out as See Texas ya. Rangers head coach. Uh, Trevor, I remember playing against him in low A. Are you throwing your hat in the ring for the Rangers? No, gig? no, I'm too busy, bro. Okay. I'm too busy. All right, let's get back to the National League. Sorry, the passing button had to get hit for that one. Managers are getting canned left and right, but Tony La Russa, 
No <laughs> sir, no re, baby. Well, that's the other. Fucking. That was the other. Chris Woodward was part of those the young manager revolution of getting hired, and then Texas realized, oh, we need an old guy. We need a buck. We need a Dusty. So Ron Gardenhire coming back out. I think a Ron will be hired as the next Texas coach. Gardenhire or Washington. Okay. Um, let's, uh, I guess let's tie off the East a little bit. Um, just cause the Braves do sweep the Marlins in four games without using arguably four, four of their top starting pitchers, where if you're doing the math on that at home, uh, it might throw you off, but they called up Ion Anderson for a 27th man. So he gets one of the starts, uh, Bryce Elder, just another kid they call up. Uh, does he go seven innings, 10 Ks? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, I don't know. Uh, Odo and Mueller in the starts before that. The Marlins season has ended. Um, and, yeah, for the Braves, this is just highlighting how good their depth truly is. With now Grissom coming up, too, I don't know, man. Yeah, he was a top prospect. Elder was a number three prospect. You already have Michael Harris up. Like, this is... I, I we give the Braves credit on being a great organization. Um, we know that they develop players, they have homegrown guys, but this is this is the model for sustainability for like years to come. This is this is how you become like the Astros. This is how you become like the Dodgers. Like the Braves had that in the what was it the nineties when they just won the division for a zillion years in a row. I'm not saying they're going to win the division every year because there's some damn good teams in this division right now. But they are set up for success for years and years and years because they're able to bring up guys like a Grissom, like a Harris, like fucking Elder. I didn't know. I didn't know they had a guy that could do that. Strider. Yeah. Like the list goes on and on for them. You know, they, I don't know if they're going to catch the Mets. I, they're, what are they, six and a half, five and a half back right now? I don't know if they can do that. Um, but, this is a team not to be fucked with. They are five and a half back at the Mets, which, you know, it's one of those mid-August things, and these teams are about to play, so there could be a very different tone on the Friday episode. I think there will be a very different tone on the Friday episode, a little teaser for what's coming up there. Um, <laughs> Do you think Michael Harris is like, he's already won the National League Rookie of the Year? Um, who else has given him a run? I'd... I'd I'm going to look up the odds here. The guys, you look up the odds, okay? Because I'm going to tell you his, his stat line okay. right now. He's hitting 293. He's got 12 homers, 13 stolen bases, okay? This is 246 ABs. You can extrapolate that to where he would be easily a 2020 guy, possibly a 33 guy. I think that might be in his future. Um, 29 more, 129 hmm. OPS plus. Trev, there's one other guy, and you just said his name, Spencer Schreider. It, yes. Right right now, the two Vegas, like, flip a coin are Strider and Harris. Strider's been really good, too. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty crazy, huh? Um, more importantly for Michael Harris, he's sneaking up on the all-JM team. We'll see if he can track down Ooh, That's Nimmo. true. He was so close. And by the way, we've got another one of those going on in the AL. Adley Rushman is sneaking up. No, on Julio? Oh. On the cat, well, no, not in the AL Rookie of the Year, in the LJM team. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, okay. And by Jul- the end of the year, both of them should have enough games for us to do the conversation. Julio's still minus 600, so 
Um, I think he's doing all right. <laughs> um, let's see. I man, I, I think I don't know if there's really anything else you you want to touch on on that series. I think the walk away is just how how deep that organization is and what what differentiates them from just you know all their big names probably. I mean, Acuna, Riley, um, date my daughter, Matt Olson, Dansby. But, I mean, they, they have second and third layers to this team. Like, I can't remember the last time I've said Marcelo Zuna's name. He, he, he's still on the Braves. Um, Eddie Rosario got, like, new eyeballs. He's, he's been <laughs> figuring it out. Like, William, William Contreras was casually starting NL All-Star this year. So, the, the layers and depth to this organization is what, you know, we'll, we'll see what other... By the time October gets here, what other injuries kick in and everything like that? That if they have them, they can they can plug them in probably better than any other team in baseball. Someone's saying that Mike Soroka's rehab starting right now. I always get nervous about that because I feel like whenever we've talked about that, it hasn't gone. It goes well. the other way. Yeah, I know. I I'm just I want to see him pitch. I don't even care if he. It pitches poorly. I just want to see him in the show, man. Mike Soroka set for rehab start Tuesday in Rome. Um, don't think that's Trev's Italy. I think that's that's Georgia. Um, mm. But yeah, dude. I mean, how many how many teams if they were missing Mike Soroka for two years would be like, well, we've been missing our guy, and the Braves didn't care. They won a World Series. They've got he's an option for them. Like they don't care if he comes back. Really, I mean, they do, but. Spiritually, okay. Trev, let's let's go over to uh, probably the kind of the most impactful series of the weekend. Brewers Cardinals, the NL Central, uh, has been a little sloggy for a little bit. Some some uninspiring baseball from three of the teams in the division. The Brewers went into a funk. The Cardinals were they going to get Soto? They didn't, but they had a couple arms, including Jordan Montgomery, who has a really nice start. Uh, in this series, and uh, the vibes have kind of been good there because also the Brewers traded away Josh Hader, um, one of the most respected bullpen guys in the game. Either way, these teams have been so evenly matched all year. It was like Jimmy's favorite fun fact that they kept playing four-game sets and they kept tying, and so what do they do? They split the first two games, and they come out for Sunday, and man... In baseball, we try to not harp on one game too, too much because it can turn like that. But Michael is going out for eight innings. And then Big Albert being the guy to do it, man. I mean, that's just special. And that's... I know we were so worn out when Milwaukee traded away Hater because we love the Brewers. And he's part of the reason that made that team a difference maker. Um that I, it's a huge win for the Cardinals to take advantage on the series on the year, to win the series this weekend, um, and just the all the good energy that comes with that. Yes, they are. This was the matchup that I really liked uh, this weekend. Um, first game, interesting. You get Monty going. Goldie has the two-run homer in the first. Arenado has a solo home run. It was a second game, that Burns-Wayno game that I was really interested in. Then both guys went toe for toe. Burns gives seven innings pitched, uh, one and run, and then Wayno goes nine. Yeah. And the only mistake he really gives up is the homer to Urias. And then he's facing McCutcheon, 
I think this was in the ninth. I was watching the game, and they're saying McCutcheon has more hits against him than anybody in his career, and like that. And I think that Wayno's surrendered to another player too. It's it's McCutcheon, sure. And the dude is just spinning that fucking curveball up there. I think he did like five in a row. Like, I don't. I love Wainwright, dude. Yeah. Like, I just I like watching him and and, and Yachty work. Um, and then Renfro kind of spoiled it because he hit the triple. Uh, to right center in the 10th, but just really, really good baseball played throughout. Um, yeah. And like you're talking about Pujols, like talk about an, an impact game, two homers. And these were not like old man, Albert homers. It looked like your shirt vintage Albert, dude. He hit the shit out of one ball off the fries in big Mac land. And then the second one off Rogers, some guy in baseball today called in and said it was, uh, the farthest ball he's hit all season. Mm. Hardest ball, farthest ball he's hit all season. Um, no, I don't expect Albert to be like a hero in any of this, but possibly. You see what he's doing against lefties? I mean, that's the thing. He has a role that, like, you know, it's not we're just sticking Albert there and hoping for magic. The guy has masked lefties for the past, like, four years now. Um He's one dotting against lefties on the year. 351, 386, one against left-handed pitching this year. Uh, that Yeah, man, like that's whoever, you know, if the Cardinals, A, make the playoffs, and if they do, who they match up with, that's something you have to think about. Like the Cardinals have a player on their team that hits lefties at an MVP level, and that's, that's not being like facetious, if I'm using that right. Um, Albert has three of them in his basement, by the way. Um, that, you know, I, I copied Albert Swing growing up. I, I can't love that man anymore. To see him, to see him being successful in that role is awesome. Yes. I think, I think coming over to St. Louis, you know, gave him a little spark there. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Feels comfortable. They're in winning ball games. He's playing meaningful games. He's what now? He's how many homers does he have now? He's got ten. Yeah, but in his career. Oh, six eighty nine. Six eighty nine. He's got seven to to catch a rod. He, you know, Chris Rose and I were talking. Is he going to come back next year? Try to get the seven hundred. Even though he's having his farewell tour a little bit here, bro. Like, if if I get a vote, he comes back next year. Because if you can still do this against lefties. And the family's okay with you playing a little bit? Like, let's go maul some lefties, dude. Give me your National League hierarchy right now. Ooh. Dodgers number one. I know it's Dodgers number one. Mets probably number two, right? Um, Give me your three, four. So here's what I'll say that I think also needs to be a little bit of an asterisk. Um, okay. Like, let's see where where the Dodgers are truly come October. Because, dude, if you're giving me healthy Scherzer and DeGrom, I'm not betting against the Mets. Even against the Dodgers? Even against the Dodgers, dude. Like, with the energy they have going this year, Edwin Diaz in the back, I love their, I like the top of their lineup. And with Buck, like the new hungry team on the block, I... You can make a case for it, but it's not a very good case. It's going to get thrown out. Dodgers are the Dodgers... Numero uno, bro. Thank you for seeing my case, Judge. Um, after after Dodgers-Mets, I think they are in a tier by themselves. In light of recent news 
and with their pedigree, I would go Braves over Padres. Okay. And I have currently, I have both of those teams over whoever comes out of the Central because it's, it's just not inspiring. I would do Cardinals over the Brewers because the Cardinals, at least they have magic. They have Wayno, Yachty, Albert, and one, if one of their kids takes the jump along with Arenado and Goldschmidt come October, that, yeah, they have, they have a formula there. I, I think it's Dodgers-Mets, no doubt. And then I do think it is the Braves. But after that, I think it might be the Cardinals. They just it's, they're just too complete for me. Like you know, Philly lacks in some different areas. Okay, like the Cardinals don't. Uh, are they close? Sure, but I think I would go Dodgers, Mets, Braves, Cardinals, Padres, Phillies, and the Brew Crew. My Brew Crew. Yeah. I don't know where to slot them because I still really do like them. I still think they can match up with pretty much anybody. I actually might even put them above the Phillies. But there are some teams starting to kind of rise to the top right now, man. The Phillies, and are I think tough. I think the Cardinals are one of them. I really do. I think they're. I think that they are going to be an absolute menace. You know, come October. And you know what? We're we're at that final point of the season where I always talk about like you know, oh, the Braves kicked it in gear last year. We're kind of at like the final week of that. Like, if you're gonna go, you have to go now. And one of the things, we, I don't know if the last time we mentioned it, but it was a big part of last season. The Cardinals kicked in late last year. Remember that? They yeah. they went full tilt to the finish line. And, Huge September, right? Yeah, massive. And I think it leaked into August as well that one of these teams, and I don't know if it's a Cardinals thing. Like I don't know if there's any correlation between that. They ended up firing their manager. They went 22-7 and seven last September. That's not bad. Um, that one of those teams, one of those teams is going to go off for the next month and a half. And dude, from the, from the Phillies, Braves, Brewers, Cardinals, Padres, there's six teams there. One of them come October is going to be like scary. Yes. Yeah. Or two. Or two. The NL, the NL's a little, I think their depth is more impressive than the AL this year. I don't know if that's a conversation or not. I have to look into it. Now you're okay. making me look into things. Um, so I'm getting summoned at my door. Okay. So speak speak to the people. Okay. Trev's getting summoned at his door. Um, I will tie off the National League. Padres fans, unfortunately, we talked about you a little bit. You took two out of three from the Nats. You actually might hear a little Nat stuff later. They got some young guys uh, contributing. Uh, I mean, Soto returns to Washington. That's kind of it's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, that happened pretty quick. Sometimes that like doesn't happen. Later. Sometimes it happens really soon. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a tweener. Snell dropped it in the final game. I think that's important. Um, I, I think he had, he had a big second half last year. Hopefully he can have a big second half this year. He's got the playoff resume um, to do what should be important for them. Nelson Cruz gets his 2,000th hit. That almost makes me sad. Um, Cause like that should get more love. Um, giant sweat. My guy Tyro walked it off the last game. That was awesome. I love him. He's such a fun young guy. Logan Webb eight shut. They get back to five hundred. Can they make it matter at something? Reds and Cubs field of dreams, like I mentioned in the burn. D backs Rockies play every weekend. 
Uh, any final notes on the NL, Trev? No, we talked with the the audience on Friday about you know some of these teams are kind right. of some of these series are going to get a little bit less love than the others because we're at the point now where playoffs are approaching and we got to spend some more time on these different teams. Logan, we have nice web gem mm. diving into first base. Okay, I'm not sure the Giants. You know, are you going to be there? Six yeah. games back, the wild card spot. Can they make it happen? They kept Rodon. I want the Giants or Red Sox to get hot. I will openly admit that. I just I need one more splash of chaos, and I think one of those teams can do it. We went into schedule watching yep. on baseball today, going Ooh. back to the Cardinals. You know they end the regular season with six games against the Pirates. Okay. Six, six games. Straight? Yes. That's hilarious, dude. I think it's one, then an off day, and then five what? in a row. I don't understand how that, that happened. I'm now, before that, I think a... they played the Dodgers, they played the Padres, and I think they played the Brewers. So, tough slate before, and then straight up six against the Pirates. One, two, Lockout three. funny business. Yeah, they must have tacked on, tacked on their final series. This was the year with... Uh... With the Pirates. That's an incredible thing that may matter to this baseball season. Um, Trev, you want to take us to the American League? Am I ready for it? I think your heart yeah. is. Let, let me get my timer up. I'm not as good as you. I need to have time. I think you got it. And I believe. Mark. Get set. Go. My people, the American League, my league. We're going to start in Houston where the Astros return the favor and they sweep those pesky A's. 7-5-8-0-6-3 Astros. They take all three of them. Hey, Kyle Tucker, Abe Lincoln, you're really good at baseball. Astros, you're really good at baseball. And oh yeah, you got LMJ. Back. Is that how you say it? Is that the initials? Lance McCullers Jr. returns my people, and he's throwing that freaking slider all the dang time. He even got a little thick. Comes back and throws six shutty, five Ks, and everything is right in Houston. They are rolling. Bregman had a big series, back-to-back games with a two-run homer in the first inning. Astros are absolutely ridiculous. They sweep the A's and threes. Another sweep happened in Chicago. Tigers came into town to play the White Sox, and the White Sox, did they have the moment I've been calling for? Johnny Cueto says there's no fire, and then they come out with some fire, and they sweep the Tigers. It goes 2-0, 6-4-5-3. Kopech does his damn thing. Giolito struggles early, then settles down, and then Lance Lynn goes in the last game. White Sox, we need you to get going. Two and a half back to the Guardians. Kopech had to come out with a no-hitter because they're watching his innings because they want him there in September and October. Guys, do your damn thing. Also, Jimenez, Eloy, catch that ball. Riley Green hit a ball out there that should have been caught, ended up being a bases-clearing double. G. Lito wasn't happy. I wasn't happy, but they don't play defense there. Anyways, they sweep against the Tigers. No White Sox go. Moving on. This one was a feisty one down in Tampa. The Orioles go in to Tampa Bay, and they lose two out of three. 
Rays take two out of three. The first one goes to the Orioles, 10-3. They're feeling great. Taryn Barbara, my guy. 8-2 Rays in the next one, 4-1 Rays, because they are just built different. McClanahan goes six innings and two earned runs after giving up nine runs over his last two starts. He says teams are not letting me get to two strikes. They are attacking him early. It looks like that is a plan that he's going to have to figure out. And then, oh yeah, Rasmussen. We never know who the starters are down in Tampa. Well, we know who he is. He almost goes perfect. Gets broken up by my guy, Mateo. More about him later. Takes the perfect game into the ninth. Rays win this series. Two of three. Randy Rosarena, by the way, looking like the best ever again. Moving on into Boston, Fenway, Pa, Yankees go in. They lose two of three. The Red Sox, baby, take the series. 3-2, it goes extras in game one. 3-2, the second one. Yankees get that one for the Red Sox. Blank them, winning three to nothing. It was Eovaldi versus Herman in game one. Whitlock threw a shutout ninth and tenth in the win. J.D. Martinez says it's a joke. Talking about how good Whitlock is. Second game was the Kiner Falefa game, baby. Homer. And then he does the bunt. You know I love bunts. To get everyone fired up. But then the Red Sox win game three. They take two of three. Yankees kind of reeling. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Guardians went into Toronto in a series that I love. 8-0 Guardians in game one behind a nice start by Quantrill and a bad start by Barrios. The Blue Jays found a way to win game two, 2-1. Two Guardians said, we'll take this series. They went 7-2 with a start by Bieber. He gave up one in the first and then retired eight in a row. He went seven innings pitch with two earned runs. Gostin, not a great start. Four and two-thirds, five earned runs. We'll get into this one in a bit. Guardians take two of three. Mariners at Rangers. Rangers take two of three. They fire their manager, as we heard this morning. It was 6-2 Mariners and then 7-4 and 5-3 Rangers. Kirby goes five and two-thirds, two earned runs in the first one. Dane Dunning, four and a third, three earned runs. What arm does he throw with, Jake? Yes. You don't know. Gilbert goes six uh, innings pitch, three earned runs in the third game. The Rangers take two out of three. I'm running out of time. Twins at Angels. Angels take two of three. They probably should have not have done that. It was a bad play by my guy Nick Gordon in that second game. 4-0 Twins, fire three Angels in 11 with the walk-off. 4-2 Angels in game three. And my friends, that is what happened in the American League. Woo! Specialty, well done. Your updated standings in the American League. Uh, the Houston Astros are dominating the West. They're up 13 games on Seattle. Um, they're the only ones even in the rearview mirror at this point. Um, the Cleveland Guardians in mm. the American League Central mm. have a two-and-a-half game lead on both the Twins and the White Sox. How about that? And then in the Beast of the East, the New York Yankees, 72-43, and 43, while losing... They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They've been bad in their last 50. The Toronto Blue Jays, currently a game up on Tampa, um, and Baltimore is a game and a half back of the Rays, while Boston is two games under five hundred. So, um, Nick Gordon, love him. What's, um, man, Snapdragon's back? Where, where, 
What do you got, let's, Trev? You know I'm a Cron Pod guy, yeah. so let's go A's, Astros. I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time on yeah. this one. Um, they sweep. They look good. Bregman gets going. There was some good baseball played here. A lot of outfield assists in this one. But I think the main news that everyone wants to hear about is Lance McCullers Jr. How did he look? You know, is he going to be that guy? And the answer is yes, he is that guy. And now the Astros just have way too many starting pitching options. Uh, he probably slots in at, what do you think? Three in a, in a playoff rotation? Verlander, Framber, McCullers. Um, they have three other guys that are very uh, good starting pitchers that they'll have to figure out what they're going to do with them. But the Astros like essentially keep getting better. You know, Michael Brantley ends up, you know, having to miss the rest of the season. I think that is a big blow for them because he is such a good hitter and such a such a tough out that I think it makes everybody around him better because it puts that much more stress on the pitcher. Uh, but if we're going news for news. You know the Lance McCullers news. I think outshines that a little bit. At least mm. it helps. Uh, it helps. It helps the burn a little bit. I think that's an interesting conversation. I, I think it depends what Lance McCullers Jr. is back. If if he looks like the guy that should be the number two or three starter, then probably. Um, you know, and they also have options with him because he has that wipeout breaking ball. That if if this version of Lance McCullers ends up kicking to the pen for them, I, I mean. You just added a stud. So, no, I'm not saying it ends up there, but they have so many pitching options at this point. Like, they're going to figure it out. I guess the other thing that has this tone in my voice, I think Michael Brantley is so crazy important to what they do. Um, Just the consistency, the way you talk about him, Trev, the way any baseball player talks about him. And the first thing they normally say is just, he never has a bad swing, Um, which, which... Baseball players, that blows their mind. He's one of the best bat-to-ball guys um, in baseball, and I feel like he is just, he is such a calming presence when you have a guy like that that you know is going to be there, that, you know, big hitters go in slumps in the playoffs. I've seen Altuve go in a playoff slump. Uh, I've seen Bregman go in a playoff slump. Michael Brantley is always Michael Brantley. Um, So... I'm not saying it's a red flag or this Houston season, oh boy. Like, no, I mean, McCullers for Brantley, that's, you know, those that's almost a similar add subtraction in very different ways. I do want to see what it looks like when it comes to the Astros lineup because Michael Brantley in the middle giving you a tough at bat, I mean, that, that was a lock for the last four years. Um, so I do want to see how that affects them. Go Astros, go. I mean, ain't nothing stopping these guys. It's true. Like, you have to go beat the Astros. Like, they are not going to beat themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, they're not a team that's just going to give away games. Like, you have to go do something special to beat this team. Do you know uh, what series Houston has coming up this week? I haven't looked. They have four games with your Chicago White Sox. Oh, that is (laughs) aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Two, I mean, two teams that are dog-ish. And now, like I said, the White Sox had their moment. Let's move on to that series. We all know Cueto 
coming out and saying there's no fire. And then Giolito saying, ain't no fire. And then Andrew Vaughn saying, yeah, sometimes there's not any fire around here. And then Tony La Russa, fucking totally oblivious, goes, what's he talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> Motherfucker, they just told you what they were talking about. <laughs> to me, that was so telling. That a bunch of dudes in his clubhouse were like, there's no fire here. And he's like, what does that mean? And I understand some of his point. Hey, let's do this behind closed doors. But at the same time, I've been saying they need a moment, bro. Yeah. Like him saying it to the media, which I also believe kind of like, I said this somewhere. I don't know. I talk, I talk about baseball. Talk a lot. People are got to, they got to be sick of me, man. Can't. That's not possible. Yeah. Actually it is. Some people are. Doesn't matter. Listen. I think it might have got lost in translation a little bit because there was like the little throwaway sentence that said, if there is any, talking about fire here. Sometimes the interpreters, you know, they don't, I don't know if sure. they always go verbatim word for word, but that little sentence there, if there is any fire, that's what started this whole thing. The questions start coming in. And then, yeah, if you're the White Sox, you have to look in the mirror. It's pretty obvious that there's not fire every day from that team you might get in spurts but most of the time it ain't looking like it so now you have to have this conversation and tony la Russa sure as hell had to address his team at least i'd hope so and then boom you come off and look i know it's the tigers they're not having a great year this year but you sweep who you need to sweep my people Kopech doing his damn thing and oh yeah andrew vaughn what a great series go look at his numbers right yeah. now got a lot of your baseball cards kid i like the way you're doing things right now you know I'm an Andrew Vaughn guy. Did one of our one of our early midweeks, him and Gavin Lux. I was like, I, these this could be your guys this year. Uh, he's going. The White Sox, kind of as mentioned, they've obviously been the mid Sox all year. You know it hurts me to say that. Talk about a big week. They have the Houston Astros for four, and Trev the pitching matchups would put some lead in your pencil. Urquidy mm. versus Cueto, Verlander versus Cease. Framber versus Kopech, Garcia versus Giolito. I mean, we are going to find out. And I, you know, Tigers, White Sox, like you said, it's a series they should win. It's never easy to sweep. They do sweep. It's not even pretty. They they had a drop ball by like Clemens out there that that helped them win the final game. Whatever. You swept. Take your victories. You've been hunting for them all year. Now you've got four against Houston. The number one dog in the AL still. And then the guy that just took your division, the Guardians. Circle this. I, I know I've been saying it too much. Jimmy's actually blown away by my White Sox support. Okay. Like, he's given me a couple private moments where he's like, you don't actually believe in the White Sox, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I no. still do. I know, like, because the talent is there. The way they have fought this year, the fact that we're in mid-August and there's their whole team is saying they don't have fire. I mean, that sums it up. This has got to be the go week, and if it's not, then I will fully bail, and I will give the Guardians what, what they've deserved up until this point. Um, but I think the White Sox have a chance because they still have that high-end talent. Um, they sweep the Tigers. Good. I told you, like, Jimenez had this ball. Like, you know, I'm partial to Giolito. So, Riley Green hits this ball, bases loaded. It should have been like a sack fly. It went to the wall. I get it. But all of a sudden, like, it might have been the worst route I've ever seen to a fly ball. Yeah. And, like, that, they need to clean that up a little bit here. 
Um, and then the Vaughn thing, yeah, just he ran out a ball to a, like a double play ball, and Clemens did drop it, but Vaughn didn't know that. He thought he was out. Right. Ends up, you know, like kind of like throwing his helmet a little bit, but they scored the go-ahead run on that. So you got, always got to run the ball hard, people. That was, and that's uh, what, guess what? People on the White Sox were told to not run the ball out hard. Yes. And this one, there was talk about hard base running, and they swept. Abreu tags up from first on a fly ball to center field, then scores on a single. Like, it wins ball games, yeah. people. Who would have thought? Hard 90. A part of the game. Hard 90. Uh, I don't know. What else? This is... That's uh, it for this series. Yeah, I think... Oh, I, you know what? No, shout out Daniel Norris. He uh, uh got a start back with the Tigers, back uh, where he began. That was pretty cool. I like that. that guy a lot. Full circle. Big prospect. Um, Are we heading over to the East? Yeah, the, yes. Okay. Crompod, Tampa Bay hosting the Orioles. You know, two teams fighting it out for wild card. You know, the Orioles win game one. They actually had... uh They took possession of the third wild card spot after the first game. They just basically clobbered uh the race who hit the there was one ball who hit the uh i think it was rutchman mm. he hit a ball a homer and hit off the catwalk and like a rosarena just like caught it and i was like what's going on right now <laughs> and then i realized oh yeah there's fucking yeah. metal in the ceiling here uh but yeah they went off and did it first game and then the rays kind of answered the bell there a little bit uh, nice strong start by McClanahan. Then obviously Rasmussen did his thing, and a couple things I wanted to note in here. Okay. Uh, Rosa Reina looks really good. He hit a ball, and I think it was I think it was the third game. Yeah, the three run homer he hit in the third game, crushed it, looked in the dugout. It reminded me who Randy is. Right, and you call him the best ever. Um, we had DL Hall make his debut, not a great debut, but then after the game, uh, their GM said, you know, he might be back in a relief capacity, okay. uh, come down the stretch. That's interesting. And then the other thing I wanted to make note of this series is my guy, Mateo mm. had a five hit game in game one and coach ball game gave Manny Margot his oohs and ahs guy. Mateo is kind of my ooze and Oz guy. Like he made some nice plays out in the field. He's got the speed. Like he just kind of like, if he's right and he's playing the game and things are going well for him, he's very special to watch. It's dynamic. It's a, it's where speed in baseball, we hope it comes more and more back as they start banning the shift and things like that. Uh, 27 stolen bases this year, August 15th. Like I, I know the stolen bases has, you know, gone by the wayside a little bit. I feel like it's coming back. Um, that's electric, man. Like, he, he's he got a good chance to finish as, like, a 15-homer, 35-steal guy at the shortstop position, which, you know, some of the other numbers, not as pretty, but you're right. He's, he's electric. There was a little dust-up. I think there was a little misunderstanding. Fairbanks is pitching. Somebody called time very late um, and was granted – time by the umpire and then Fairbanks ends up striking him out and I think he was talking to the umpire saying like that's too late you know that's too late and then it was kind of like you know the umpire and the hitter are in the same vicinity so then it looks like he's talking to him a little dust up I don't think we need to go too much into it although like look 
any little scrum like that just kind of adds to the drama. And I'm going to go to their, I don't, I, I haven't, I should have done this, but the schedule, let's see if they play each other again. I'm sure they do. Razo schedule watch, baby. Wander Franco nearing a rehab assignment. Gotta love that. Yeah. And while, while you're looking at that, I mean, Rasmussen, are, is he, are we talking about him later? I didn't give him anything. I don't think so. And sorry, that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes, but <laughs> almost was the headline of the episode. Um, I mean, talk yeah. talk about efficient. And who and who broke it up? Jorge Mateo, our guy. I don't think they play again, man. I'm looking at the schedule right okay. now. Okay. Nope. All right. It, according to Baseball Reference, they don't. They do not play again. So they were they were letting out their end of year frustrations. And they went ten and nine against each other, with the ten going to the Rays. Hmm. 82 runs scored for the Rays, 74 runs scored against a very tightly contested series, season series. The Orioles are tough, man. They're they're a tough out. I like I told you guys, I think last week I think we're going to look at the Rays in a few weeks with different eyes. I think they're going to have some bodies back and feel a little differently. You're right, Randy. It's so funny because he was so good in in the postseason that like he he has a buy with me. Like, he... Because I'd, I'd take that guy. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, 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 you just take that guy. Like, if you tell me it's an October postseason game and I've got Randy, like, I, I believe in it. So, that guy's got an incredible amount of leash only because he's the best ever. Yeah, but he's also been going. Like, he had a right. really good July and he's having an incredible August. Like, you know... His numbers are pedestrian right now. 757 OPS. You know, he's got 15 homers, 60 RBIs. Like, they're decent numbers. He's better than that. And I think we might see that come the end of the year. And then at the end of the season, we're looking at his slash line being like, oh, okay. There's Randy. And then, like you said, put the motherfucker in the playoffs. Yeah. It's a 120 OPS plus for Randy. 15, 15 homers, 21 stolen bases. Bold on his baseball reference page. Caught stealings the past two hmm. years. <laughs> Leading uh. the league. <laughs> Be the kid, sure Randy. The Rays are not happy with that. You know, no. like, they love their numbers there. Like, no. actually, Randy, if you're not successful 87% of the time, you yeah. shouldn't be going. Yeah. I think that's the number, too. It's, like, something weird like that. I would Anyways. love when they tell Randy that. And he just goes, like, got his cowboy boots on, like, what? Yeah. No, I'm going to steal when I want. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, do you remember when I stumbled and fell and still scored. <laughs> I'll do it whatever I want. Anyways, moving on. Yankees at Red Sox. Yeah. Red Sox take two or three. Are they still alive, Jake? One, two, three. Kind of. Oh, you can't say that. Three, two, Red Sox in 10. Uh, Whitlock shut him, shuts him down in the ninth and 10th inning. And then there's the fam walk-off single. I wanted to ask you about that. Did you, I don't sure. know if you watched the games. I did. I know you were on the bachelor party, okay? So, ghost runner on second, ground out, he goes to third. Next guy tries a suicide, not suicide, like safety squeeze, I guess, if you will. It was actually a great bunt, and like Arroyo should have scored because it was like high in the air and like just a tough play for anybody. Mm-hmm. But then he gets on, and you have Fam up there with one out. Donaldson was even with the base there 
I don't like the positioning because Arroyo is not a burner. Right. And what you're telling yourself there is hard hit ball at me. I turn two. anything else. You obviously have to cut down the run. So, yeah, I would have liked him. I would have, I would have liked him to start maybe like two steps behind the bag, like more, more so in double play territory than he was, he was even with the base. The ball gets by him. I, I didn't like that. Reese McGuire had the, uh, the bunt single before that. Um, Man, for for me, I guess if you don't score in the top of a 10th inning, I'm expecting you to lose because yeah. there's a runner on second and you can make two outs and win the game. And that's it, not exactly what happened, but the Yankees are in such a funk right now. And let's be honest, Friday night I was getting a little funky, although the boys watched the game. I, I think okay. ev- everyone was, you know, Good mix of Boston and New York guys, so it was it was actually the perfect kind of uh, facilitator for us to to continue our night. That yeah, man, I I don't know, you know, I'm looking at Lou Trevino come out in the tenth, the the new Yankee. We don't really know much about him yet. He seems like a nice cat. He's got some fun stuff, but he's coming into Fenway Park with a runner on second, no outs. That if that guy scores, the game is over. And the way the Yankees are playing right now. That already turned into a loss in my head. Um, so, yeah, I, I see what you're saying about the positioning. I, I think there's there's a discussion there, but also, the ball was hit hard. But also, I, I, I like don't put. I've seen Donaldson make position. those plays. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's not in a position to be successful. Any any of it, any of it, and then Yankees. Let me talk. You don't, stop talking about the Yankees. People don't like because yeah. you go off to on a tangent and they start calling talking baseball, talking Yanks. Yeah. I'll go over one more thing from this series, then yeah. we can move on. Kind of Falefa has the day in game two, hits his first Yankees homer to tie the game. Right? Yep. Two run homer. Yes, he tied it in the fifth, and then he had the go ahead bunt in the ninth, which you just know I love. Yeah. Big proponent of the bunt. You got to have the tool in the bag. And look, it can win you a game. So shout out to IKF, who I'm going to mention on here. I don't know if I'm supposed to. What are we doing, people, sending stupid shit to his dad online? That is, we do not condone any behavior like that whatsoever. You're allowed to be critical of people's play. But don't send stupid shit. You know, death threats, anything like there should be nothing like that directed towards a player, a player's family or in general. So if you fucking did that, stop. And we got associated with all of this crap. And that is not who we are. If if anything, I want this to be a place where players feel comfortable coming on. And 99.9% of the time, players do feel comfortable. We got lumped into this, and I don't think really fairly we got lumped into it. People, it's okay to criticize, but fucking be a human being. No more of that shit. Yeah, no more of that shit. It's 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 ridiculous. It's disgusting, dude. Uh, I had to say it. I had to say it. No, it's fine. I mean, we we said it the other night. You know, it was some some kid being dumb. Trying to trying to be funny and they just have no idea how how off they were. Um, so yeah, it's uh, 
don't don't send threats to anyone's family. That's uh that's a good rule to live by. Um, and hey, good for the kid, man. He had a monster night at Fenway. He won the Yankees their only game this series. Um, otherwise, they just got straight dominated. And IKF is a fucking phenomenal person. Yeah, top tier teammate person, top tier. So. If I'm going to look, if you're going to listen to this show and listen to me, I'm going to tell you some things from time to time that you just have to fucking do. Okay. Stop it with dumb shit like that. We can't have that. Them's the rules. Okay. What else you got, Poppy? Guardians of Blue Jays, big series here. Guardians just keep uh, a hold on the AL Central. They went two out of three. Quantrill, like, this is another rotation that we got to start talking about. Yes. You're, do I need to shut up about that? Trev, can I ask you a question? Okay. Where are you at with the Guardians? <laughs> I'm respecting them. Okay. You you know how I judge my teams. Yeah. Most of the time, it's on the strength of your starting pitching. They've come into their own. That's kind of the Guardians have been known for that back when they were used to be the Indians too. Like the starters, they had good starters. Okay. And your roster has to begin with that for me to even take you seriously bro there ain't no teams with that with bad starters that i take seriously it's just the truth like you have to have starting pitching they've been going their young guys are just energized man like they don't what the fuck are dog days to these dudes yeah they don't care they're ready to go and they're having success i mean you could talk about a, a bunch of different guys on their team i mean Quan is like the best defensive left fielder in all of baseball right now you don't think that helps like, this is a team that can run the bases. They can play a little bit of defense. They can pitch. They get timely hitting. It looks different, but it freaking feels like good baseball to me. And I would I would, I would, would say, is this sustainable? But, like, when you have the starting pitching, it is sustainable. Right. And you have a back end of the bullpen like they have. Love him or hate him. Karen Shack's been great this year. Class A is a fucking alien. How are you going to hit him? Like, thinking about him closing out playoff games – Gets me a little excited. Yeah. So I am. It's the the central is one hundred percent up for grabs still, one hundred percent up for grabs still. I mean, Twins and White Sox, I think, are both two and a half games out. But the Guardians have kept them at bay this long, and they've they've had a great start, and then kind of a lull, and like there's, and then they're back. Like they've kind of withstood the test of time throughout this season. Right. If if the Guardians were going to flake out on us, it feels like it would have already happened. Um. But no, I mean, Cal Quantrill gives him a good outing. Shane Bieber is putting together a nice season. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, bro. Our guy sticks. Look at his baseball reference page. Our guy sticks, man. So, yes, they, they have the pitching. I've complained about the hitting. They've had some hitting. Uh, they have young guys performing, and on different days you get a different performance. I'm at Rosario. Um and obviously Jose Ramirez, like one of the, one of baseball's stars, just plopped in the middle of that lineup. That, yeah, man, I I have no idea how it sorts out between Twins, Guards, and White Sox. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least the Guardians are fun, and it's young, and it's, you know, kind of like you said, like I'm, in a way, I'm kind of rooting for them. Like they're a bunch of young guys going through it like playing balls to the walls and kind of doing 
doing their own thing. That yeah, I'm. I think this team could have been supported a little differently by the front office. At the same time, it gave a lot of young dudes opportunities to shine, and I hope they shine. Toronto still got a lead on the first wild card. Uh, they're up a game in that regard. Uh, Chappie had a big homer here. Hey, remember when I told you that I talked to him about his defense, and he all he could say was, "I know I'm better than this. I'm a guy." Go look at the last 30 days. Yeah. Having a nice year now. Yes. Having a nice year. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, I love that that happened. I love that he was just like sick of it, knowing he's better, and then he's turning around like that. Um, I thought this was kind of an interesting note. Max uh, put it in our sheet here, talking about the WBC. There's a couple of Canadians on the Guardians, uh, Quantrill and Naylor. Mm. Who doesn't look like a typical Canadian? Because well, you know, let's say he's like really feisty, but like Canadians that's... can be really feisty. Yeah, now that's that I true. Think about it. But they're talking about the WBC, and the, you know, hopefully they get to play for Canada. And they're talking about, hey, we can also recruit Vladdy, who was born in Montreal. Right. That would be great. It's not going to happen, but that would be really fun. Yeah, I mean, but go Guardians, man. Do uh, do the two things thing isn't that is stroman doing that Stroman's oh yeah going he's pitching for, for puerto rico yeah. used to pitch for u.s and get vladdy yeah, on every claims team. to both uh blue jays i feel like i need to hear more from you soon and i don't i don't know what that means i don't know if it's them getting hot or whatever but it it feels like blue jays fever has been gone like the blue jays should be one of like america's teams when we talked about the Padres being sexy, like Slam Diego, Tati, Soto, Machado, these guys are awesome to watch. Seattle, like the Mariners when they were rocking last year. I mean, Toronto should be like a lot of young people's favorite teams, and I, I feel outside of Blue Jays fans, I don't hear a lot of that. Is that rude? Um, I don't know. Okay. It's a... You, there's just some really good teams in the AL too that we're always talking about. I I think if you're a Blue Jay, you're fine. Like you you want to make the playoffs. I mean, how far back are they in the? They're ten games back, so you know you're shooting for the wild card. That's just the bottom line. You know there's going to be a three game set. I think you're you're confident in a three game set, especially if you're hosting it. Like that crowd yeah. is going to be freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are just right where they need to be. I, I don't worry about the Blue Jays one bit. In okay. fact, they're very much like a dark horse team that like can turn it on at any second. Who's going to have that month and a half finish? Um, Rios, let's go, man. Let's go. Eat it. Uh, you got any Mariners, Rangers, Twins, Halos notes? I watched a lot of the Twins, Halos, and that was a tough one. Um Good job, game one. Molly does his thing. And then game two, they're sitting there ready to win that game. And Nick Gordon kind of lays out for a ball that he probably should just try to keep in front of him. And then they end up winning it. I think it was Taylor Ward had the walk-off homer. And then and the Twins are, oh, man. No. I'm going there on Friday, bro. I'm going to go see the boys this weekend. Seems like they they're playing with some low T. Mm. They could be playing with a little bit of low T. I don't know, man. 
I know I I know they can bang the ball a little bit, but sometimes when you look at the bottom half of their lineup, I'm like, there I don't know about this guys. Mm. And they need Buxton playing every day, and that's just not happening right now. Starting pitching isn't where it needs to be. It's they're gonna we're gonna have to get on some type of roll if they if if they even want to be in contention come September. Like I don't want I don't want this to happen, but there's a world where I can see the twins kind of like taking a pretty big step back here. And then mm. we're talking about the guardians and the white Sox. I hope that doesn't happen. It's a slippery time for them. It's a slippery time for them. Um, and yeah, Trev, I didn't tell you this. I did repost it on Insta, but loved you getting the interview mid game. Oh, that was awesome, man. Me and Andre, we talked a little bit. Yeah, that was fun, man. I was uh, at the Dodger game. I had a great time. Uh, you know, shout out my guys, Dustin and Mike there for being nice to me. And, Hooking me up. Dustin. I love the twins, man. I want them to go. I just I gotta be impartial here and talk about what I'm seeing. And you know, they got they got some guys on offense. I think, you know, the top five, six guys pretty good. Get down to the bottom half, you know, we gotta figure some things out. Um Yeah. Yeah. I mean you uh Yeah, I know BBD mentioned maybe they're playing with low T. And if they are you got to go to Roman um, and get their T support. I mean, that's, I think you can figure that out. If you're low T, you need Mo T. That's a little Yogi Berra coming at you. Um, I want you to feel confident. I want you to prioritize your health. I want your sense of well being to be strong. And a great place to start is your testosterone health. Experts believe testosterone affects everything from our libido, hello, to our blood health and more. So if you're ready to take care of yourself inside and out, go check out Roman T-Support. It's, it's meant to help men maintain their body's natural testosterone production. Go to GetRoman.com slash talking today. If approved, you get $15 off your first order of Roman T-Support. That's GetRoman.com slash talking. Go check them out today. Send me a screenshot that you got your T-support. I'll give you a high five. More importantly, Roman T-support, if you go get it and use code TALKING, you get $15 off your first order. So go check them out. They are the people that deal with this stuff. If it's something you have or think you might have, why would you not look into it and pursue it? So go to GetRoman.com slash TALKING. Trev, you have a question? We are not skipping. The Mariners Rangers game. I'm just uh, serious. Good. I'm just Give not doing it. it. I'm just not doing it. Give me it, baby. Couple notes from it. The Mariners win the first game, six to two. It was the first time they had Julio, Ty France, and Mitch Haniger uh, in a lineup in nearly four months altogether. Wow. Um, service gets his 500 win that first game, and Julio, my guy, had to go ahead two run single in the fourth in his return from the IL. So, talk about that. Um, the Rangers do end up taking the next two games before they fired their manager this morning. Uh, and then in game three, there was a walk of Corey Seager, and you got Adelise Garcia up there. He has to go ahead RBI single in the seventh. There were some pigeons on the field in game two. Some stuff went down. Um, Mariners still in a really good spot here. Go Mariners, go. I love the Mariners. I I, I currently have them as the third best team in the American League. I, I think, oh, I think their pitching's very real. 
I, I now you got me looking at the American League. I think their lineup has enough of different dudes who can click on any day. Like you just is said. Is the American League mid as mid gets? When you put those teams down on paper, you're like, okay, the National League, depth-wise, is a lot stronger at the top. Houston, yes. That's it for me that I'm like, oof. I know there's some good teams. I get it. There's some good ball clubs in the American League. Don't don't twist my words around. Don't clip me out, people. Mm. But you're right. Put them down on paper. Go ahead. I mean, if you were to name your top five teams in baseball, right? I think you only include one American League team. The Yankees have a pretty good argument to be there still. They just no, they don't. They no, they haven't. fucking don't, dude. No, they don't. How could you put them in the top five in baseball right now when you just said in the last 50 games they've been right. under 500? Because they haven't been fully engaged. They they rest. So they can work their way back up, but we're talking as of right now. They ain't in the top five. Right, but if, you, if you're telling me a playoff series started tomorrow, I could be like, okay, like I'm, I'm still going to believe in. Did the Yankees get to activate Stanton when he didn't want to go on the IL, but they still sent him there? Like, you please, know. for goodness sake, put the <laughs> yes, I hope so. Like they've they've done that now. With I'm sick. I don't like the narrative of the, it's August. We're we're not trying. I don't like the narrative. Neither do we. That's the nightmare part of it, bro. Like Severino <laughs> was so mad they put him on the 60 day that he didn't look at the calendar when they gave him his rehab. Like, they're playing for something bigger, which sucks, and I don't believe it works in sports. So, yes, I'm not saying you're wrong in that way, but I'd like to think if the Yankees went A squad tomorrow, it would be different. But uh, you're also right. Like, it's, I, I don't want to use it as an excuse. It's just it's what they're doing, and it sucks. AL is so mid. Mid-fest. Middle. That's what that means. Trev, there was only one other series that didn't get touched on yet. Your Dodgers mm. and Royals was the only intergame series. Inter- Don't even read the recap. Don't yeah. even, I mean. No, Dodgers took two out of three. Uh, Gonsolin starting to get hit a little bit. Um, but Dodgers, uh, they were also on a 12-game win streak before they lost the last game of the series. Uh, Brady Singer has turned the corner. He is nasty. Uh, and yeah, the Dodgers, dude, we, we do a whole episode and we talk about how good these teams are. And I give a little Met spiel, how, uh, Scherzer DeGrom, Scherzer DeGrom. I mean, the Dodgers are 79 and 34. With no slowing down in sight, bro. It's just clockwork over there, man. Dave Roberts says it's nine guys taking professional at bats, guys that can run counts and use the whole field. They have different clubs in their bag. Did he steal that from me? Uh Uh-oh. That's what I say. That's what you say. (laughs) And when you can do that with a talent, it's really tough to navigate. And then here's Will Smith. Guys are continuing to work in the cage, get their swings right, and we're sticking to our approaches at the plate. We're being really stubborn and wearing guys out and then jumping on them. Mm. If you're a fan of your of a baseball that's team. That's my quote. Wearing out that's guys what and jumping you, on them? That's, that's your favorite pastime. That is what you want to hear out of your guy. We're continuing to work. We're grinding it out because we know when we wear them out, we just pounce. And that is exactly exactly the type of baseball I saw 
when I was there against the twins, it was like the twins were just a couple pitches away. If they just made these pitches, like they could stay in the games. And then they just didn't, the Dodgers just grinded out at bats. And then like on when they were pitching and playing defense, like they just, they struck guys out when they needed to. Like it's, we can only say it so many times, but they're, I, I really feel like they're in a league of their own. However, and you stop using my terminology, Dave, Dave and Will Smith back off my shit. Hmm. Um, they are 36 and 17 against teams over 500. Uh, their Pythag, their expected win loss is actually higher 81 and 32, uh, because their run differential is plus 247. Um, they're dominant. They're dominant. And someone, I was doing my lakey, Jakey late night. Anyone got any questions or want to chat? Because I was on the way home mm. from the office. Yanks just lost. Mm. Um, and they were like, any surreal moments? Um, just in like what we've done recently. And no, it's the one that popped to my head when we were just at Dodgers camp and we were just yucking with Muncie, Turner, Pollock. Mookie yeah. came over and said, what up? And it was just like, I shouldn't Trey be here. Trey rolled over. I should not be here. I love Trey Turner. Nice build. I do have to correct one thing you said in passing, Jake. The okay. note we have about Gonsolin, you mentioned getting hit around. His last three starts of July were ugly, turned it all the way back on in August. One run in his last 12 innings. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, through, went six and a third before his giving I up was going to say, hit. I saw the Instagram post where he added another W. So Yeah, he had, a, he had an ERA in the high sixes, his final three starts of July. Five shut and then 6.21 earned in August so far. 14 and 1, Tony Gonsolin. Two, two, okay, four. hold on one second. Hold okay. on one second. I'm doing a little bit of math here. Yes. Perfect. This is where this, is where this show okay. usually thrives. Against Atlanta. I just told you how great the Dodgers team is. Yeah. This Dodgers team is. But so I wanted to try to balance that with a little something. Okay. Against the NL East. Are the Dodgers mid? Oh boy. Four and two against Atlanta. Okay. That's nice. Great. Two and two against the Mets. Mid. Three and four against the Phillies. So now that's one game over 500. And then three and three against the Nationals. And they have not played Miami yet. So one game over 500 against the NL East. What's the takeaway? If I t- I told you that now, what what now? What does that make you feel like? Who gives a shit? Just slightly. I I think it is a better division on the whole. Um, like you know that three and three versus the Nats does nothing for me. Like that's one and five against the Pirates. Just saying. I mean that's it's a good. But it, but against team. the Reds, they're seven and zero, oh, and against the Cubs, they're seven and zero. Oh. So the the. <laughs> the, the NL Central, we're not talking about, but the NL East, one game over 500. They haven't faced the Marlins yet. There's something to that, right? There's something. There's something. I mean, it's, I think for a lot of those series, because it's baseball and smaller sample sizes, like you don't, you just don't know what part of the season you ran into. Where, who are they resting against the Nationals? Who was hurt? And, you know, those games just don't mean as much to them. Like if that Nat series came right before a three games against the Padres. You just treat it differently. So, um, but yeah, I think the NL East is stronger than the NL West, right? Yes. And we just talked about uh, the American League. Dodgers are 15 and 5 in interleague play. 
Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, Trev. I, I think we keep it shuffling to the standout performance part of the show. Uh, standout performance. This was a brutal one, man. I'm looking at the names on this list, a bunch of guys we've already talked about. Yeah. I mean, my God, Drew Rasmussen missed. And because <clears throat> partially because it's our show. Jacob DeGrom, Kopech, not getting my standout performance because I'm going back to someone we, we talked about, Trev, because you know who I am. I'm giving it to Albert Pujols. We talked about. Oh yes. We talked about some of it already. Hold on, stop. Yeah. You said you modeled your swing after Albert. Can we see a little bit of that swing right now? I mean, it was just the back elbow was high. We were bouncing just slightly, just to compose ourselves. Keep the um, legs spread. And then there was a little toe tap, a show toe tap, and then okay. just power. Just power. And then you're just through the zone. And I would roll over every ball. <laughs> Yet I kept doing it because Albert did it, and he was the best hitter I've ever seen. Um, there's an, <laughs> there's another funny thing going on with the kids right now because Albert uh, doesn't rack up war anymore because he's not necessarily strong defensively, and you know he's still struggling versus the righties. Uh, with his big day, his war went back up to a hundred on the nose. Um, so Albert is wrestling a couple different battles here, uh, whether it's 689 home runs. Um, Trev, how, how hard is it to hit 689 major league home runs? Um, that is averaging 68.9 home runs per year for 10 years in a row. Yeah. So uh, Aaron Judge is like on pace at 65 and everyone wants to, you know, crown him the best player of all time. Right. I like to, that's how I like to put the numbers into perspective. There are, uh, according to baseball reference, there are 21 players all time that have accrued 100 war. Um, and, you know, not, not to be shots fired, some, some of these guys go back in time that I don't know if either of us have the full Eddie Collins scouting report. Okay. Um, boy, was he good at what he did. But... Um, you know, the guys from even a more recent generation, you know, it's like A-Rod's on there, and he's got a whole nother thing going on. Ricky Henderson, I mean, kind of underrated all time, but that's that's Ricky. And then it's like Bonds. So, I, I mean, think about, you know, everything we talked about with Tatis, and, you know, I've I don't think there should be any association there, but there, there's an association that Albert Pujols is the the best hitter from the past blank amount of years, or the best clean hitter in the past, like, 75 years. Uh, so just appreciate it. I know some of you kids are probably looking at an old 42-year-old Albert Pujols, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, that That guy that I've seen videos of him struggling to run the bases... Dude, what that dude is doing at the plate against lefties, uh, A, that kind of makes me laugh that he's he he really struggles to hit right-handed pitching, but he can still hit lefties as good as anyone in baseball. That cracks me up. Um, that, hey, enjoy whatever last little bits of it there are. And the fact that some of the last little bits are him in St. Louis in a playoff race against the Brewers 
pimping his second homer of the day. Mm. That's why he got my standout. Okay, I have two things to say about this. Number one, people in chat, well, he didn't do it over 10 years. I know that it was a math exercise. Do you want to go over 20 years? That's averaging 34 a year for 20 straight years, people. Yeah. It's not a math show. Unreal. Never been like, a math show. Just think about the numbers. And number two, question, and you have to answer it really quickly. Yeah. 100-yard dash, you were Albert Pujols. In my heart of hearts, I believe I have Albert. 90 feet. Myself. So you think you're quicker. You're like what Gimli says, very dangerous over short distances. Yes. But Albert would outrun you at the 100 yard. Oh, I still, I think I have Albert. Um, the longer the race gets, the worse for me. Okay. Like, I think Big Al just strides it out and I start fading. I don't know. If he, I, have you seen him run, Jake? Yeah. It used to mess me up. I would, um, I would get ground balls. I mean, he's playing for the Angels. He'd hit a chopper to me at third base. And, um, uh, I'd look up and he'd be like 10 feet out of the box. I was like, oh my God, I have yeah. so much time. It almost messed with me too much. He's so slow. I think I got you, bro. Being serious. Thank you. All right. My uh, standout performance is going to go to my guy, Max Muncie. Yep. He goes four for five, the home run, the double, four RBIs. And the reason I'm giving him to this, there's a lot of guys that are deserving, but I saw something while I was at the games. I tweeted it out. He's starting to do a little step back thing, a la Chris Taylor, Arenado, I think also does it. And, you know, people didn't really understand what was going on. And the reason he's doing that is he just wants to feel that load back up into his hip. Keeps you a little more grounded, keeps you a little more centered. And for people that don't know, their hitting coach, Rob Van Skoyek, considered one of the best in the game for a long time, even before he was involved in any sort of organization. I went to him for a year um, in the off season and I learned a ton of hitting from this guy and a bunch of drills and a bunch of things that are kind of out there. But one thing he's really, really, really good at is just giving guys a plan, like giving you direction to where you need to go. That's the definition of giving directions. I believe so Muncie listens to him and he starts doing it, right? Last 28 days, 917 OPS. Last 14 days, a 1.4. Last seven days, a 1.6. The Dodgers are going to get better because Max Muncie has regained his stroke. Yeah. And that's a scary thing. But the main reason I gave it to him was just because he's willing to make an adjustment during the middle of the year. Only a 703 OPS so far this year, but I, I'll put it. I'll put money. I'll put money on it that he's at over seven seventy five. Ooh. Okay. Over seven seventy five by season's end. He's found something. He's feeling it again. And boy, oh boy, that regression works both ways, doesn't it? He's about to get his numbers back. That Shout was... out Max Monthy. Shout out Ben Skoyek. That was a real number. I was excited you went there. I was wondering if you were going to land at like a 740, 750. Um, yeah, he's starting to go. And, yeah, just another Dodgers player who, 
you know, the past four years, he's arguably been a top three first baseman in the world. Um, they signed the other guy that's probably ahead of him, uh, and Freddie Freeman. That yeah, I don't be shocked if if Muncie goes and he becomes the eight ninety OPS player he's been the past four seasons. Um, and yeah, just another piece on the Dodgers. Ho hum. God, different team. Um, Trev, we have slump watching in Fuego. We've kind of turned him into speed rounds. Um, and you know, we've just turned them into reminders that these guys are there and go root for them. Either way, if you're hot, you're hot. If you're not, you're not. Slump watch, Josh Bell. I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, for 13. New surroundings. He was back in Washington. He's yeah. feeling the emotions, you know? So Tatis he, news, he's gonna have to turn it on a little bit. He'll go. Oh, yeah. He'll go. Uh Christian Yelich, we hate I hate this slump watch. 0 for 12, Glaber? It's not going to mm. get better. JT Real Mudo, we were so yeah. excited. He started to go, and then you close with Kepler, Trev's guy? This is disgusting. You've got emotions Gross. I'm, I'm deleting that whole He's section. still so good looking. I saw him in person. I was like, gosh, you haven't changed a bit. I think you got better looking. Yeah. That's tough for him. Well... Dirt nasties on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Trev, I have good news for you. There's okay. a lot of guys you like on this list who yep. are hot. AJ Pollock, five for 11, two homers. A couple bangers. I saw him. He hit, he hit the crap out of him, too. Is that, could he be the turn for the White Sox? Michael Harris Deuce, we've talked about him a little bit. He's going nuts. Matt Olson, date my daughter. Alex Bregman, four for ten with two homers. I think he just had a kid too. Might have missed saw his Insta story, but Trev, that'll change a man. Yeah, he hits the homers to left field. He also had a double to right center. When you start to see stuff like that, my people, you understand the guy is seeing the ball well. Randy Rosarena, the best ever. I'm deleting a guy because I think I'm going to give him my award. Rodolfo Castro has his phone fly out. And by the way, six for 13. <laughs> I saw the head shake there, Trev. Uh, and then the pest of all pests, Taylor Walls, uh, has himself a nice series. Four for eight, Homer, couple doubles, and some walks. You, uh, you want to talk about Rodolfo's phone flying out or... I feel like I genuinely believe him that he just had it in his pocket the whole time on accident. Like pregame, yeah, sometimes you go stretch in the weight room and you got your shit together, but you have your phone because you're listening to music and maybe on the way back to the locker room, he just slipped it in his pocket and forgot about it. I can see how that could happen. You got some other stuff in your pockets. It's obviously like one of, if not the worst looks you could have as a young guy. Like your fucking phone? Like we already have this stigma of, oh, young people are on their phone too much. Hmm. And then also you're a major league baseball player and your phone slips out of your pocket. That was a... Uh, but he handled it the right way. Dude, and, and it, was, it was a comedic yeah. like slip out of the back pocket that it was like, it, it looked like something out of a cartoon. Like, And the, and the umpire is trying to hold in his laughter and he's like, hey, bro, your your phone is on the floor. <laughs> I, think, I, think you, I think you dropped this kiddo honestly the only thing he could have done any better i think he handled it good i think he should have taken a selfie 
Like, when else mm-hmm. are you going to get a chance to do that? At third base, no. he should have just snapped run real quick. We, just real quick. He would have been hated. The umpire. You, the umpire you're already in trouble. You, you know, like, people sometimes, yeah. like, we're already in trouble, so fuck it, might as well yeah. keep going. Like, it, when you get married, there's times like that where it's like, well, I'm already... I'm already out late. I told my wife I was going to just have a few pops to the boys, but shoot, I'm already in trouble. Might as well just stay out, right? Might as well dig. I never home. do that. No. I've done that. Um, if he took a freaking selfie. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be talking about him. If he took a selfie, we would be talking about him in awards instead of in Fuego. And awards are brought to us by DraftKings. Trev, listen to this. College football is oh. coming Back And it's time to enjoy the tradition and the great offers from the DraftKings Sportsbook. They are giving you $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. If that's not enough action, get involved in their same game parlays. Match multiple bets for a bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOMBOY. Bet just $5 on college football. Wow. And get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code JOMBOY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789 in New York. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as eight twenty-five dollars free bets. College football. Wow. Woo. Did not think we were coming up on that. Is there, are there, what, what are the divisions in college football anymore? There's just one? No clue. It's so weird, dude. Things have changed rapidly. The college football landscape. It's nuts, man. Cash rules everything around me. Mm. You uh, you want to do your award, Trev? You want me to go? Yeah, this one earmuffs for some people. Uh, I'm gonna give the grind your dick off award, and it's going to two guys. Um, we had the emotional phone call um, that Winton Bernard gave to his mother. Uh, he gets called up by the Rockies after like 10 years in the minor leagues, a couple years in the uh, in independent ball, lots of different winter ball stops, finally gets the call, gets a knock. It has to have a review, but he's got a knock in the show. No one can ever take that from him. And it was just a really emotional, cool clip uh, because we had the FaceTime with mom and she was happy. And I said it today on Baseball Today. It's like when you get the call up, you, you immediately you don't think about anything except like wanting to share the news with the people who helped you get there. Like you don't even think about baseball. It's like, Oh my God, I got to call so-and-so like, they'll be so happy. So proud. Like you just want to share the moment with them because it does take a lot of people, a lot of sacrifice for, for guys to get to the big leagues, especially playing 10 years in the minor leagues. So He's the he's one. Joy Manessis, my former AAA teammate, grinds in the minor leagues, goes over to Japan, then comes back and he gets the call. And he's actually been doing it, man. Let me see what his numbers are right now. He's been hitting. Batting four hundred. Four hundred batting average, four forty seven OBP. When I played with Joey, he was just a real professional type hitter. 
took very, very good at bats, and he would get on absolute tears. And this is in AAA, I understand that, but the International League's not a hitter's league. And I believe that he went, he, he was like close to like MVP of that league. Did he win MVP? Anyways, got to be rooting for guys like this. It's, it, uh, I tell people all the time, like there are a lot of, there's a lot of instances where guys grind it out in the minor leagues and then like don't make it. And they're like, they leave the game with nothing. And those are very sad stories. But then you also have this where you have two guys that have just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. And now they get a chance and it's special to see, man. So keep grinding out there guys. I mean, these are two examples of what happens if you do grind your dick off. High That's school. what we say. High school dance all over again. Um, oh no! Love that. Love love. Five when, homers for Joey. By lo- the way, love when the dudes get the call and then it pays off. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible to work that hard at something your entire life. That's uh, that's special. That's special. Um, great award, Trev. Um, I think I'm going to do the. I'm going to go with the Trojan Horse Meets Comics Award. Say it again. The Trojan Horse Meets Comics Award. Okay. So this is weird. Um, We've talked about the Padres stuff. The the Tatis news obviously kind of broke. Broke. Baseball fans' hearts a little bit. It, it broke Padres fans' hearts. It's it's real weird. And talk about an emotional roller coaster for the past couple weeks. The, the Padres get Juan Soto. They get the dude. They did it. Tatis is going to come back. They got Josh Hader. They made a bunch of other trades. After the deadline, they lost a couple games. And it was like, okay, well, that's whatever, I guess. Now Tatis is out. And I guess the guy who's been a Padre, who is a Hall of Famer, who is now an old veteran, while not also not being that old, Manny Machado. Manny Machado was, was basically supposed to be the Robin to, to Tatis' Batman. Like, Tatis came on the, the scene, and it was like, okay, so that's the guy, and, and this is the guy you're rolling with. And it's Manny Machado who, Trev, 49.9 career war. Basically, 50 career war. He turned 30 in July. The guy has an 895 OPS. He almost has a five-war season going. They still got Juan Soto. They still got Drury. They still got Josh Bell and Hayter. Manny Machado has been leading this team. And there, you know, some young Manny Machado on Baltimore, especially when he was crazy young. Think about all the stuff we're talking about. Tatis now. Like he threw the bat. He had a couple other, you know, spikes up moments, things like that. Because guess what? Manny Machado was young. Manny Machado's now 30. This is kind of his Padres team. Like, Soto's a bad guy, but he's new to the club. 
Manny had some quotes about, you know, we were hoping to get him back and be in the spark, but we've been at it all year. Manny Machado, lead this team, man, and be the Batman that this team kind of needs. And I think he can because he's a special guy. He is a special, special ball player that with some of the young stuff and then going to San Diego initially felt a little weird or a little different. We normally picture star players going to star cities. And man, who knows? Maybe Manny Machado can be that full-blown big brother that Tatis will need eventually to kind of get through this. I don't know. Tatis is going to have to earn back some respect. But I'm circling Manny Machado the rest of the way. Um, In the 2019 season, when they lost... um, Or no, when was it? When they lost Tatis, his, uh, his numbers dropped dramatically. Um, was it that 19th season? That he can't do that now. They have Soto. They have a really strong team that I hope by the end of this season we're talking about how Manny Machado was out there every day, helped lead this team, and he was the guy. He was the Batman the rest of the way for the Padres. So, so he was the Trojan horse Batman where people thought he was Robin. He was already in town. He gets in. He is the Batman. That's where my brain went. Trev's thinking. I'm sitting with it. I like the Machado talk. I do like that. I think we're going to get away from some of the stuff early on because he has played for so long. He has matured. And I think that's something that we need to be able to do as baseball fans is understand that sometimes when we're watching these dudes, they are young and stupid And so were you when you were 20 years old. Yeah. I did some dumb stuff. Uh, It just so happens that these guys are playing Major League Baseball and they're in the limelight. So uh, Machado will be a Hall of Famer. He does everything exceptionally well in the baseball field except run. Like he's just – do you think you could beat him in a race? No, no, no. no. So nobody. Because if you can't beat out pool holes, I think he's like – I can beat Pujols. I think you misheard me. I would just dust Pujols. Sprinting. You want to hear sprinting, it? I but would not dust late. Albert Pujols. I thought you said the longer you went, the more his strides would impact. I'm talking like a two-mile run. Like I think Albert's got me there. I haven't been training. Shit, man. He's got seven stolen bases this year. He picks his spots. Man, he's his, nasty, I, I can't. Pull, I can never pull up baseball savant right now. What's his sprint? What's his percentage sprint speed? What do you think, Manny? Yeah, I want to see Manny's. I want to say it's ten. It's the ten percentile, right? Oh, I think he's higher than that, dude. He could still move a little bit. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, long strides. Got a lot of bold in his baseball reference page. I like Manny, man. He's um. I talked to a lot of baseball players still, as you know, and he's one of the more respected guys. And that's changed. It's changed because yeah. he's just been doing it and matured. Yeah. He's a spe- all-time ball player. All-time ball player. Maybe maybe he can have a couple moments this October. Um, BBD, I think there's a best friend of the week. I think we already mentioned him. You would him. dust Albert. I would dust Albert. Jake would dust Albert. Uh, and their best friend of the week, we talked about him a little bit, A.J. Pollock. Five for mm. 11, two homers, two doubles. 
three ribbies. Two he took a Andrew Chafin inside heater and just turned on that mofo. I dust that goatee right off Albert's face. You know what, AJ Pollock? I'm sick of you. <laughs> Breaking my bones. Shots fired at the end of the episode to AJ Pollock and Albert Pujols. That's how you know it was a good one. I think it might be past elevator talk yeah. season. We hit we hit all we hit a lot of the teams today. Everyone tweeted Trevor Plouffe saying, We want to hear you play the guitar. See you guys Wednesday, midweeker. Did we crush this episode or did we crush this episode?